out to Walker. Walker away to Tarp, and then it's gone on to Gagai. And Dane's gone through. Walker's there supporting, and he puts it over the line for a finals try. A couple of plays of the game. The Panthers are going to be first after this. It's been ugly. They've been far from their best. Cleary straight through. The way it's come, a long ball over the top. Katara, the trick finish. Big Lazar's lead. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I am your host, Big Les. I was going to put this on YouTube. I decided not to. It was just too much of a pain in the ass. The camera kept falling off the table. Then it kept falling off the thing. By the thing, I mean the holder for the actual phone. So I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it another day though. I'm going to see what you guys think about that. But let's get straight into the news and updates, guys, because there is quite a few of them. The NRL has told Curtis Scott and the Eels they will not register his contract until the end of his court case, and that is resolved. So that's big news there for Curtis Scott. I think it is very unfortunate to see a case come up from 2018 and really bite him in the ass when he's about to get a new contract and a fresh start with the Parramatta Eels. He is a really solid player, Curtis Scott. Definitely a lot of potential there. He was really good at the Melbourne Storm. Sort of wasn't that good at the Canberra Raiders, but I reckon at the Parramatta Eels, he will pick it back up again and he'll be an absolute monster come 2022 if he ends up going to the Parramatta Eels. I think it is going to be a big signing for them and a big signing for him, especially since it is that fresh start. News Corp reports Carl Flanagan is at long odds to start next year, and it's pretty disappointing since he's a 450k halfback. I mean, if you pay a guy that much money, you've got to start him. It is really unfortunate to see him not start for that Bulldog side. I think the thing is, he didn't really have that much talent around him in 2021. He That's why he really underperformed. I think he needs guys around him like Tedesco, like Manu. He had all those guys around him. I could name a few. I think he had Boyd Cordner around him at that stage as well. Jake Friendy had there as well. He had some pretty talented guys around him in that Roosters side. I I just find it really unfortunate um, that come when he went to the Bulldogs and he didn't have that talent around him, he sort of unperformed a bit. And that is the reason. That is the only reason we saw uh, Kyle Flanagan not performing to his highest potential. I think that with the guys coming like Matt Dufty, with the guys coming... Uh, like your Tevita Pangai Juniors, your Josh Cars, you know, all those guys that are coming in, even Paul Vaughan, for God's sake. I think with all those guys coming into that squad, I think he's going to be an absolute monster, and I think it'd be stupid not to put Kyle Flanagan as that not starting number seven. He's a bunch of speed around him, a lot of X-factor around him, and that is going to push him to be better. Um, and then partnering up with Matt Burton as well. I mean, that is just a recipe for disaster. I reckon those guys are going to be sick together. And I reckon if they put Kyle Flanagan in this side, he's going to perform really well and they could even have a chance of making finals. That is my opinion. I don't think Jake Averillo is that starting number seven for me. And I know a lot of people disagree. I know a lot of people love Averillo and so do I. I think he'd be a good center. I think he'd even be a good six. But Matt Burton's obviously there. He'd even be a good one. But Matt Dufty's obviously there. So I think the only spot Jake Averillo really fits into that side is, of course, number three or four for me. Uh, And I think even those spots are taken up. So 
Uh, and, and they definitely have a lot of depth in those center positions. Brett Naden, Braden Burns, Aaron Shoup, uh, pl- plenty of guys to take those spots. Um, so I think Avarillo really needs to fight for a spot. If not, he can obviously play that 14 role as well. But I think Kyle Flanagan definitely has to be that starting number seven. I think that is the way to go. Peter Volandi says he believes he has enough measures in place to keep the NRL and NRLW running this year. I really hope so. I think that uh, Peter Volandis has done a great job with the NRL so far and all the things he's put in place to keep this competition alive. And I hope he can do the same in 2022. I have full trust in Peter Volandis. He's pulled off some absolute miracles. Let's see if he can do something in the peak of COVID with 40,000 cases a day. Let's hope that Peter Volandis can keep this competition alive. We don't want to see another 2020 number two. It's 2022, not 2020 number two. Let's go, baby. I hope, I hope that Peter Volandis can keep this competition alive. The Titans have announced 2022 of their players have contracted COVID-19. 22 out of a 30-man squad. That includes AJ Brimson, who has obviously just recently recovered recovered from his injury, and I wish him all the best. Um, switching to that number six role, which he actually played in unders as well. Um, so hopefully he can um, really perform well there. It is going to be difficult for him since his whole spine is pretty much under the age of 25, um, but I wish him all the best. In terms of COVID, though, that is really hectic. Apparently, Penrith have got it the worst. I'm not sure they can have it any worse than 22 out of 30. And if it is any worse, I bloody hope that Panthers can recover from that before the season starts. Kevin Naguama is reportedly set to start in this in the centers in round one for the Roosters. I love this. He obviously got the equivalent of the Clive Churchill in the Super League, and he's coming to this Roosters side. A much older head, a lot of experience. I think that's what they needed with the departure of Bmos, Jmos, Cordner, and Friend. I think they did need a bit of that, a bit of an older head in that squad. I think he's 31 or 32 or something like that. Not sure of his actual age. Um, he might even be older than that. But he does bring a lot of experience and X factor into that side, and I can't wait to see Kevin Naguama ripping and tearing for the Roosters come 2022. Well, it is 2022, so this year. I keep thinking it's 2021. I am going bonkers. Uh, it is 2022, so I hope that Kevin Naguama goes really well in 2020. This year. I hope he goes well this year. Jesus Christ. The Cowboys have announced 10 of their players of COVID-19. Not as bad as the Titans, but still that is pretty bad. And I hope they recover from that. And obviously the Broncos have 16 of their players with COVID. Um, but avowed not to let this affect their season. I think it will. And I think it's going to affect everyone. Uh, hopefully it is not in such a bad way where the competition is obviously held off uh, or even cancelled. Fingers crossed. France has been announced as the 2025 Rugby League World Cup host. I'm just praying that the Rugby League World Cup is on, and I think by then it definitely will be. Now, this is a little interesting concept here. I'm going to read out this whole chunky monkey paragraph. The NRL are currently considering a proposal that would see them widening, oh, see the widening, so the removal of the top 30 squad. This would eliminate development contracts and players would have to be upgraded to minimum wage, but clubs, but can clubs afford it? That's the big question. Um, which may see players on larger money, again, uh, that sees you know more experienced, older guys taking a bit of a pay cut. 
in order to help their club. It is a bit of a stretch. I think the top 30 man squad is good and it gives those players a sort of something to work for and something to earn rather than just saying, here, you're in the Roosters, a 100 man squad or 200 man squad or even a 1,000 man squad. And it just limits the chances of players actually debuting. And I say that because imagine there's a 1,000 players in a Roosters squad. You, That's one in a 1,000 of you debuting. One in a 1,000. Even 200. One in 200 is hectic. One in 100 is hectic. Imagine there's 100 other guys that could take your spot. I mean, it just is so much uncertainty and I don't think it should happen. I really disagree um, with the f- if it does happen. I'm not a, a huge fan of it at all and I really hope it doesn't. Um, but look, if they find a way for it to work... Um, then I'm happy to see it through. But at the moment, just the way that sounds, I think it just limits so many chances of the young blokes debuting. Luke Keary is in doubt for round one. Now, we found out that this isn't actually true with a quote here from Trent Robinson. A lot of play- got pages and guys said that he was in doubt for round one. Uh, he had a, let me have a look, a bone spur removed in his ankle. Um which is pretty hectic. So he's had that removed. It gives him a bit more room in his ankle. I'll read the quote out from Trent Robinson as uh, right here. He's always had an ankle slash foot issues. He's just had a bone spur removed in, in October just to free up that ankle a bit more. But he's cool. He'll be right by the end of January. Uh, that is really, really good for Roosters fans. A lot of them would be shitting those pants, shitting their pants with other reports. Uh, NRL physio said that he could be out. Uh, he could be out, um, but then said that he won't be out according to the quote, obviously from Trent Robinson. Um, I just hope and pray that Luke Keery is sweet. Um, cause I really do want to see him in that number seven jersey, ripping and tearing for the Roosters. Even though I'm a South supporter, I do like Luke Keery. I love what he's doing. I love his game. I reckon he could definitely have the potential to be one of the best halfbacks in the competition in 2022. Now, Moses Embi says the Tigers halfback is used as a punching bag and expects the Tigers to be in a real threat in 2022. And they and Tigers fans really say that every year. I personally, for me, I don't think that they will be huge threats. I think there's a lot of a lot more teams in this competition that are going to be huge threats. I think they might be a threat. I just don't think they'll be huge threats. My main concern with this one is more so Luke Brooks uh, as a player. Um, look, a lot of people said that Brooksy would be a Newcastle Knight by now as well. I think that the Tigers are very lucky they kept him, but, I, uh, but they don't know it. They don't know it yet. Um, and I think that he's going to take a lot, a lot of Luke Brooks proving himself in that squad in order to uh, let them know that they have made the right choice in keeping him. I think Tim Sheens knows. I just don't know if the coaching staff around him knows that yet. Um, honestly, for the sake of Luke Brooks, if they don't use him when Adam Dewey returns, I think that he should go. To be honest, I'm surprised he's in a Newcastle night right now. I'm surprised he isn't at Newcastle right now because that is a great opportunity with for him. He gets to play around guys like Kalen Ponga. 
Dane Gagai, I mean, he's going to have a lot of guys around him he can use and utilize, and there'd be so much less pressure on him. Because Jake Clifford would obviously take the pressure off him, just like he took the pressure off Mitchell Pearce. And that's why Mitchell Pearce had such an awesome year as well. Um, obviously, we talked about AJ Brimson. Um, he recovered from COVID-19. Um and I think, as I said before, most players are really going to get it. Last little update here is about Corey Pakes. It says that he has been training with former Maroons hooker Matt Ballon this preseason. And I think that's a good thing for Corey Pakes. Um, I don't know if he's going to start much with Jake Turpin there. I think this could potentially mean that he could be a 14 off the bench if Jake Turpin doesn't end up playing 80 minutes a game. Uh, but I do like Corey Pakes. I actually did like what I saw from him in 2021, and I really hope that he has a good one in 2022. Martin Tapao, the Seagulls prop, has confirmed he is not dead. Now, this was a really weird report, and I'll explain this in a second. Um, after a Twitter account claimed he passed away. I think this is the weirdest report that we've seen in the past six months. In the past year, someone saying that Martin DePau is dead. That'd be so awkward trying to, to you know, um, fix that up to try... <laughs> I mean, to try and say, hey, guys, I'm not dead. It's a bit, a bit of a weird one there. It would have given a lot of seagulls, people, a lot of shocks. Um... Oh, I could have just imagined if this dragged on a little bit further and we were all saying, um, rest in peace, Martin Tapao and stuff like that. We were all paying our respects and this guy comes out and says, hey guys, I'm not dead. I think that would be bloody hilarious. Um, but good to see that Martin Tapao is not dead. Um, I think we're all very happy that he's alive. Um, but thank you guys for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend. And I will see you guys in the next one.